coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. Just when you thought you had life all figured out, James Boo comes around and says, Surprise! Another podcast for you. Mm-hmm. James, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, if it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. James, that doesn't make any sense either. Uh, who gives a fuck? Uh, all right. The Danger Hour is back. Once again, it's been a while. You might even say, It's been a while since I could do a podcast. It's been a while since I said I'm sorry. James. Why do you insist on singing in every goddamn show? When we know you don't have a nice voice, James. Well, you know what? I'm the one with the microphone. You're the one listening. See how that works? Total control. Speaking of control, James, didn't Manifest just happen? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Oh, we all know that you took over the original Manifest, and then you made it your own thing because you have to have control, James. You narcissistic piece of shit. Hey, whoa, take it easy, man. No, that's partly true. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a friend of mine organized a rafting trip. And it was fun as hell. It was a weekend of uh, whitewater rafting up near Fresno. And so we did that for a couple years, two or three years in a row. And then uh, <laughs> it's just, it, it became it became sort of like a bridge too far. It was like, all right, four and a half hour drive one way. 300 bucks for the whitewater rafting in the camps at the camp area where you hang out. Um, it's just like people are like, uh, you know, I'm kind of over it. Oh, and by the way, not to mention people became fearful from after they were ejected from the rafts. Like, uh, I don't want to name any names, but let's just say it rhymes with monkey. <gasps> he got thrown out of the raft and he was fucking traumatized. There was no way he was ever going to go again. And so, you know, all those factors. I'm like, well, why don't I just uh, start my own thing where uh, we go camping local and, you know, just make a fun weekend out of it, invite all the guys, and, uh, you know, don't have to drive four and a half hours, don't got to spend 300 bucks. It was like, instead, it was like a one-hour drive, and you can do everything for $100. It's like, that's great. And that was the dawn of Manfest! Fast, 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 fast. Oh my God, James, you can't call it Manfest anymore. Why not? It's my thing, I can call it what I want. Because, James... In today's modern, fragile climate, that's sexist, James. It's supposed to be all-inclusive. You can't only have something for men and not for women, James. It's not right. Oh, go fuck yourself, all right? Uh, I I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, a Mr. Johnny Depp recently won a trial against uh, Amber Turd. (laughs) And the tides have changed, everybody. That's right. Women are now the monsters, and men are innocent uh, heroes, basically. You can't blame men for bad things anymore. Women are cunts. I mean, according to the jury and, and, and the judge. It had nothing to do with it. I'm just, I'm just reporting what happened. So, uh, the good news is... Manfest lives! Oh my god, James. You're, you're so confused. No, you're confused. 
I think you are under the impression that this show has something to do with you, but no, this is all about me and what I think and my feelings. So let's carry on. Manfest is the annual festival of men. And Manfest 2022 was a very uh, large success, I would say. Although the crowd wasn't very large, <laughs> but the success was. Uh, I happened to go up a day early, as per usual. And I tried to acquire the two best spots in the whole fucking place. And they're side by side, and they're first come, first serve. Now, uh, I went up there Thursday, and I got there around noon. That's when you'd have to vacate the premises around noon. I got there, I think, like around 1230. And uh, as I'm winding around in the road, I happen to see a glance of the areas that I want, of the sites that I want, and I see a car there. I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm too late. And there's a guy and a girl, and they got like a little bit of shit out. And I go, God damn it, they just got here, they're setting up. And so I go park in the next spot over, which is like the side by side. And I'm looking over at him, I'm like, God damn it, I almost had him. So close. And then I notice, oh, wait a minute, they're putting shit away. They're not taking it out. They're almost packed up. But they should have been gone like 30 minutes ago. Taking their sweet time, it appears. Uh, So... I was like, all right, I'm going to claim these two sites. And then I don't want anyone else to come around the corner and be like, hey, uh, you're leaving. I'm going to take this site, okay? That kind of thing. So I take it upon myself. <laughs> I get this little notepad from like a, like a Marriott or something in my truck. And I get a, pen, uh, a Sharpie. And I walk over to them. And with all the charm and charisma I could muster, I go, oh, hi, good morning. And they were from like Sweden or something. I'm not, I don't think I've, I can, I don't, can I do a Swedish accent? Schmerken, Pjerken, something like that, right? I was like, yeah, good morning, hello, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I go, hey, uh, I don't mean to be rude. I'm just wondering if you are about to leave anytime soon. And they go, oh, yes, we are leaving, Schmerken, Pjerken. And I'm like, okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to get these two sites because I got a large group coming, which is not true. Uh, <laughs> we just wanted to claim the territory as our own. And then they go, oh, yes, that'll be fine, Schmerken, Pjerken. <laughs> and so uh, I... Write up, like, reserved. I write the dates, and I put it on the post. Normally, you're not supposed to do that. The uh, camp guy, person, manager guy, he'll do it. And so, uh, anyway, I claim those two spots. They leave. I start setting up all my shit. And, uh, God, I was so fucking proud of myself. A little bit late, like three hours later, this dude comes by in a, in a shitty-looking truck, puttering, right? He pulls up in front of me. I've never seen him before. It seems like every year I go now, there's like a different camp manager person. He comes out, and this guy's obviously tweaking. You know, he's up there in the woods, living in a trailer. Eh, can't be too surprised, I would imagine. And so he's like visibly, uh, he's like shaking and shit, and <laughs> he can't stand still. He comes out, and he's missing a whole fuckload of teeth. But he's a cool guy. He's like, hey, has anyone helped you out? I was like, no, no. And he goes, well... I, I, I can take cash, but uh, if, if you're paying with card, I can't do much for you. I'm like, oh, well, I bet, bet you can take cash there, Methy. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, yeah, I got cash. He's like, oh, okay, no problem. And so, uh, dude, this guy was so, he's like the coolest fucking check-in person I've ever dealt with. Doesn't give a fuck. And like, you know, very casual and goes like, yeah, well, uh, you can uh, you can burn any wood you find on the floor. And, uh, if, you know, you're not supposed to bring your own from outside, but... If you do, just don't tell me. <laughs> Which, I mean, they, they do that for a reason. It's like an 
an ecological reason, and he's not very responsible, but hey, I still like his style. And then, uh, so in my head, I'm like, you know what, I better like try to really charm this guy, because last year, I don't know if you remember, we had a newcomer named Junior, who was a shit show, and he was drinking heavily and being loud, and uh, the manager guy came, this young kid, this white kid, he came by and he's like, hey, uh, you know, you guys got to keep it down. I've got multiple complaints and, you know, I got girls in my trailer and you're bothering me. Like, I have to come up here and talk to you or some bullshit. And uh, I think Junior got like a little smart mouthy or something. And that, that kid goes, uh, hey, don't forget whose land you're on. And man, oh man, the look on this dude's face. I don't know this guy. Uh, but when you when I was looking at him, I looked back at him after the guy said that. And he goes, what'd you say? And I turned and looked at him like, oh no, it looked like you literally slapped his mother in front of him. Like that look on his face, like of rage, instant insanity and rage. And I'm like, oh shit. And so to try to thwart any wrong, uh, you know, wrongdoings and us getting kicked out of the place, I put my arm around him like, hey, come on over here, man. Let's, uh, let's take a walk just to snap him out of it like a, like a dog. You know, you got to jab his ribs. Um, so anyway, I had that thought in mind like, all right. I hope there's no shit going on this year, but, you know, Backdoor Rob was going to bring a new friend. I don't know who they are or what they are or what's going on or their temperament. So just to kind of get on the good side, I was like, hey, uh, I know you're working and all, but would you care for a beer? And uh, the guy goes, hey, oh, hey, man, I ain't hitting the main highway. Shit, I'll take a beer. I'm like, all right, all right, it's working. So uh, crack him a beer, give the old little cheers, and we start bullshitting for a while, like, you know, small talk. And uh, he wound up being cool as fuck, and he went on his way. And there I was, all by myself, for the next <laughs> uh, 24 hours, maybe. Yep, all alone. Uh, anyway, so that oh, he, oh, you know what he told me? He's like, yeah, I'm not the ca- I'm not the manager on this side of the of the campground. He goes, uh, that's gonna be uh, Ari. I'm like, what? And if you pay attention which you probably don't, but if you do, you know that Ari is none other than the Snowflower Lady. <laughs> the legend. Snowflower Lady. James, maybe you should refresh some people's memories because I don't think anyone knows what the fuck you're talking about. Relax. Jesus Christ, you're on edge today. So one of the first man... F- <clears throat> one of the first man fests. Uh, I didn't get there early. Backdoor Rob got there early. And... uh he broke a sapling. <laughs> and then when, by the time I got there and we were setting up our equipment, the snowflower lady shows up. And here's why we call her the snowflower lady. She shows up and she goes, oh my God, what happened to the tree? And then Robert goes, uh, oh, that was like that when we got here. And she's like, no, it wasn't. Dude, this lady is the manager, right? She, she knows all these campsites. She's like cleaning them up and stuff. So she knows he's bullshitting her. Rob, in fact, did break the sapling. I don't know. I don't remember why, but he did. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, no, this was not broken earlier. You broke it. And he's like, no, no, that was here when I got here. He's like, I'm telling you. He was like, I swear to God. Don't you talk like that because in our, we are a high elevation and God is close to us so he can hear your lies. <laughs> so... Here we go with the with the with the problem childs childs problem children right bunch of ragtag fucking island of broken misfit toys whatever you call it so it's like all right here we go so she thinks now that we are a bunch of uh, lunatics that are you know reckless and going to be violent and break shit so she says listen to me 
Down the hill right there is something called a snow flower. It's beautiful. It's very rare. Whatever you do, don't touch it. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we're like, all right, well, we won't touch it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm warning you. Whatever you do, don't touch the snow flower. And then we're like, all right, all right. We won't touch it. And then she, she gets in her truck to drive away. And she's like, okay, don't touch the snow flower, okay? And she <laughs> drives away. And then Robert's like, I'm going to go break that fucking thing. I'm like, dickhead, don't. I go, I'm the one. My name is on the, is on the lease, whatever you call it. It's like, they're going to come down on me. Ah, all right, fuck it. So we left her alone. But after that, or he left the snow flower all alone. After that, she became the snow flower lady. <laughs> so anyway. 24 hours of solitude. I didn't mind it. Beautiful views up there. I laid in my hammock some, at some point. And, James, are you going to go over all the stuff you did by yourself? No, no. Fucking A. All right, so anyway. The next day, all the guys show up. So now we're all together. And I'm no longer by myself in solitude. And we're all having a good time. These guys, uh, <laughs> they're lighting up some doobies and whatnot. Or whatever, the, whatever those young kids are smoking these days. And here comes Snowflower driving around patrolling, and she uh, stops in front of our campsite. And I walk over to talk to her, and she goes, Hey, I think I recognize you. I'm like, yeah, I've been here many times. Were you the guy that hurt his leg? <laughs> like, hurt my leg? No. Oh, oh no, man, you, you kind of resemble him. I'm like, what happened? This guy was chopping wood with his son, and then he was letting his son chop the wood too with the axe. And I said, hey, no, 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 that's dangerous. Don't let him touch, the, don't let him swing that axe, okay? And he told me, oh, no, he's fine, he's okay. And so later on I came by, and he, the man cut himself in his shin with the axe, and I had to call the paramedic to take him. He was bleeding and everything. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, that wasn't me, but I've been here many, many times. I'm like, uh, you know, I've been here with my kids, the wife. I've been here with these guys and this and that. And she's like, oh, yeah, oh, you look familiar to me. Uh, anyway, you can't have all those tents together. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, only four tents per campsite. I'm like, oh, but we have both these sites and uh, we're going to kind of like sleep down there and hang out up here. Like that's because it's, it's better land down there for the for the tents. Yeah, I know, but there's new owners, and you can't do that. You have to follow the rules, because they're really cracking down. So now this Snowflower reunion isn't so good. It's not as, uh, it's not, it's not as like a fairy tale as I thought it was going to be. She's coming to enforce rules from the new owners. I was like, all right, well, I guess we'll uh, follow the rules. And then I walk away, and then she gets back in her truck, and she goes, Oh, my God! There's some, there's some skunks loose around here. And she starts like waving in front of her nose because all these fucking guys are smoking. And uh, and then she drove away. She's gone. We move all the tents and shit. And, uh, you know, Snowflower is really, uh, she's became part of like the man because she came by again later and she called, she pulled me aside again and she's like, hey, you guys should not be smoking the marijuanas here because um, it is legal in California, but this is still federal land. I'm like, oh, God. And if someone complains, then you can get in trouble. I was like, all right, well, uh, I'll tell them. But they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they just kept doing it. As you would expect. So, yeah, ManFest 2022 was a tremendous success. Everyone had fun. It was a great time. 
And uh, Backdoor Rod brought a new guy, and he wound up being pretty normal. <laughs> so uh, he was really, really nice, fun, cool guy. Uh, got along with everyone. So look at that. Who knew? Hey, you know what that you know what that methed out uh, guy told me when I was talking to him with, over the beers? He told me that he shoot off a bear from one portion of the campground. I'm like, there's really bears out here? <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, man, I'll, I'll shoot them off. Uh, he could have been lying, but uh, so there's bear boxes all over the place, but never heard of anyone seeing a bear, never seen a bear, nothing at all. So uh, there's actually bears up there. Who knew? And speaking of bears, yeah, shit. I had a bear sighting. That's right, my old man. Yeah. So I call him up a few weeks ago and I go, hey, uh, you want to go fishing? Yeah, shit. I love to go fishing. I'm like, well, I, I want to go out in, a, in the ocean. Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds good. And uh, so we we further we were further discussing it, and he's like, "Well, what kind of fish you want to catch?" He's like, "Well, I want some yellowtail." Ah, well, sure. I don't know if you're gonna I don't know if you're gonna do uh, have any luck with that because um, it hasn't been very hot over here, and uh, you know that's a that's a that's a tropical fish. They uh, they they hang out in Mexico. So my advice is uh, if you want yellowtail, you wait till it's like hot three days in a row. And then you go out there and you'll, you'll probably have good luck. I was like, all right, so uh, you don't want to go in the ocean then? Uh, well, I mean, if you want yellowtail. I'm like, all right, so so now what? Uh, let's go to Big Bear. It's like, all right, we'll go to Big Bear. <laughs> and so uh, I went to his place because he lives closer. He drove us up there. And once we get out of the truck, it's me, him, and my son. We get out of the truck and there's this old timer leaving. And I go, hey, uh, hey there, buddy. Hey, how'd you do? He goes, Oh, well, I caught one, and he puts his hands out, and he puts it out like 18 inches, and I was like, holy shit, that's a pretty good size, and he goes, yeah, it's pretty good, he goes, uh, but I, I gotta go, I'm getting burnt, I was like, okay, he was a white fella, and it was actually, you know, the sun up there, it just kind of like hits you harder, so we walked down to the lake, start setting up our shit, and there's one other old timer sitting there, nobody else around, just him. My dad's like, hey, uh, have any luck? He's like, yeah, I caught two. And he puts his arms out. And this is like two feet he puts out. And he's like, oh, that big, huh? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, they're out there. You just got to be patient. Oh, pretty good. All right. And so we start, uh, we throw the poles in there and proceed to get fucking zero bites. <laughs> uh, and then some other, these two white dudes show up a little bit later. And this guy was like the most annoying fucking dude. He wouldn't, sh- he literally would not stop talking the entire time that he was there next to us for like an hour and a half or whatever. He wouldn't shut the fuck up. It was really annoying. But uh, yeah, dude, at the end of it, we caught nothing. We caught zero. Not even a bite. Nothing. Totally skunked. Oh, check this out. At one point, uh, <laughs> so my dad told me before, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, when I, when I come up here, I bring myself like a McDonald's cup. I'm like, oh yeah? He goes, yeah, why? So I could piss in it. I'm like, well, there's a porta potty like right over there. Yeah, but my knees are all messed up. So it, it hurts for me to have to walk up there. So I just, I just piss in the cup and then I throw the, throw it out. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he goes, he goes, yeah, but, uh, the last time he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my chair in front of me, like blocking it. And I'm, I start pissing in this cup and, uh, this lady, she came, I, I didn't even hear her coming. She just walks up to me and goes, oh, hi, how's it going? And I'm, and I'm pissing in the cup while she's talking to me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, pretty good. And then, uh, he's like, she said, she's like, you know, just going, oh, how's, how's it going out here? Are you catching anything? Oh, I had a few bites and this and that. And then he goes, yeah, uh, especially, uh, I have good luck over there, over there in that direction. 
He's like, I only did that so she'd look away so I can put my dick back in my pants. <laughs> and he said he quickly yanked it in and then emptied the, like, threw the cup contents out in the dirt right away, like in one single motion. He's like, it was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, so I couldn't believe that shit. And then this time, he has a little cup with him again. And we're kind of spread out, me and my son and my, and him, because uh, we don't want to be all be close together. And so he's like, ten, my dad's like 10 feet away from me. And I look over at him and he's standing up behind his chair. And I'm not thinking about it, dude. And he goes, he makes a face. And I was just like, I'm like, what? And I thought he was like motioning to the, the, the dude that's next to him, like the one that wouldn't shut his fucking mouth. And I, I thought he maybe said something to him. Cause he looked kind of concerned. I'm like, I'm like, what? I started taking a walk towards him. And he goes, he goes, hey. And uh, he like motions down that he's taking it. He's like, I'm taking a piss. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then his fucking chair has like that clear mesh on the back. So if I would have looked down, I probably would have seen my dad's dick. Oh my God, James. Lucky. No, no, no. Shut your mouth. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the other thing uh, about that, well, yeah, we caught, we wound up getting skunked. We absolutely got no bites, nothing at all. And uh, on the way back down, so on the way up, my boy's all fucking getting car sick because my dad drives like a lunatic. He's got a Dodge Ram, full-size truck, and he drives like he's driving a fucking Honda, right? Low to the ground, just taking all these turns. And it's like, dude, and it doesn't get, it didn't get me at all, but the boy in the back was like, oh, Oh, I don't feel good. And then he's like, oh, he's like, you know what? He tells me, I'm known for getting people car sick. I'm like, well, yeah, look, you drive like a fucking lunatic. What are you talking about? I'm a good driver. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, you're driving, you're not driving this thing like a truck. Like, calm down there, Toretto. He goes, ah, ah, ah. And then, dude, on the way back down, the same shit. My, he got my boy again. And he's all proud of himself because he's making people car sick. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you are bad at this. Like, you even used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid going up the mountains. Dude, oh, he used to drive like a lunatic, and then I used to think, like, the, tr- the truck was going to fly off the side of the cliff, and I'd be crying as a little boy. And he, uh, that, that pleases him. It makes him feel good. <laughs> so we gave him one of, uh, we gave my parents one of our black schnauzer puppies, because uh, my mom was like, oh, I like the black, the little black boy. He's so cute. And uh, she would always, oh, is the black one, how's he, how's he doing? She'd always be asking about him. So we were selling the puppies and uh, I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? Hey, I'll give you the little black boy free of charge. But you have to watch our dogs whenever we need you to. If we go out of town, no questions asked. And she's like, okay, okay. And uh, she has the puppy and she's in love and this and that. My dad's kind of like, yeah, he's, he's a pain in the ass. He's, he's too hyper. He's got a lot of energy. I'm like, oh, he's a puppy. Ah, shit. <laughs> so uh, we were hanging out with them one day. Uh, uh oh. <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been showing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good sport because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So it can't be bought. Bullied, reason, or negotiate with some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, we're hanging out with my parents at their house, and he goes, uh, "He goes, hey, you know, your mom buys this uh, this trail mix in this large bag, and then she puts it into little baggies, and uh, they're kind of like ready to go. So you know, I, I get some of them, and I I kind of snack on them here and there. And then the other day, 
I, I, I look at the bag, at, at, at a Ziploc bag, and I'm like, hey, these, this trail mix looks a little different. But now maybe it's a new kind we're trying out. And I start eating it, and it's fucking dog food. Ah, it's puppy treats. <laughs> oh, my God. And looking at his dumb face, and I'm like, oh, yes, yes. He's like, oh, man, oh, she, she fooled me. And she's like, I didn't do it to fool you. They're sitting in a different spot. You're the one just not paying attention. <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> Another time he stepped in the dog's I think the dog shit in the house <laughs> uh, The little puppy And then I think he stepped in it Oh shit oh, Shit it's in between my toes God damn it Shit son of a bitch uh, So it's been It's been fucking funny Listening to all these things Because of the puppy It's it's just like that uh, You ever see those dumb memes Where it's like the, the dad doesn't want the dog Or the cat or whatever it is In the next photo It's all cuddly and shit And loving I think it's the same thing going on. He complains, but he's all like, Oh, come here, come here. Oh, come here, Charlie. Oh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's my bear sighting for this this episode. And uh, the moral of my bear sighting this time, because my dad is called the bear. I don't know if, you're, I don't know if you guys put that together. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a honey bear. Uh, but if you get me mad, then you make the grizzly. So, uh... The moral of the story is, don't listen to your father, everybody. Don't let him change your, your little dream or whatever you want to do. Because I wanted to go fishing in the ocean. And look what happened. We went out to Big Bear and we caught absolutely shit. Alright? So I should have just followed my heart and did what I wanted to originally do. But James, isn't it about spending time with your father and having quality time together? No, it's about catching fish. What don't you understand about this? All right, speaking of trips with your father, I recently had a trip of my own with my daughter. Oh my God, James, what a great segue. I know, I know, it was planned. So uh, I know it's been a while, but uh, in May, at the beginning of May, I took a trip with my daughter to Chicago. That was my first time going to Chicago. And the whole reason for going was to go to Wrigley Field to watch a Dodgers-Cubs game. Isn't that exciting? Well, I thought so, (laughs) but... So I'm looking, I'm doing all the research. I already booked the flight. I already bought the tickets. And uh, this is like a month before or, yeah, I don't know, who cares. And so I'm looking at the, I'm looking it up, like what to expect. And it goes, oh, well, in, on these websites in Chicago in May, it starts to really warm up and it starts to get nice and people start to come out and uh, be more active and walk around and shit. So I'm like, oh, good. That's fantastic. And then <laughs> the closer we're getting to our trip, the more I'm seeing like, uh-oh, the weekend we're going is going to be full of rain and it's going to be cold as shit. Fuck. So now it's like a whole different thing. Like, oh, great. Now I'm getting worried and my anxiety's kicking in. And so, uh, you know, after a while, I'm like, listen, dickhead, relax. This is supposed to be fun. So you're going to go when it's, when it's raining and windy or whatever. All right. Just a different experience. So why don't you just get prepared? And everything would be just fine. <laughs> so I told myself, okay, James, you're right. So I ordered uh, on the Amazons. I got us some uh, weather, what is it called? Water and weather resistant pants and uh, jackets, right? And we already have these hiking shoes that are already waterproof. So that was good. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we're ready to go. Whatever the weather is going to do, we got this. So <laughs> first off, oh, well, listen to this. First, I asked the wife. I go, hey, because she was saving up to buy this really fancy camera lens, um, this fucking expensive camera lens. And she's like, you know, 
trying to trying to make money doing this and that and taking side shit, blah, blah, blah. And I go, hey, how about this? What if I give you $200? All you got to do is drop us off and pick us up from the airport. Ah, uh, no. It's like, what do you mean no? No, I don't want to do that. I'm like, why? This is her reasoning. Because our flight was leaving at 5 in the morning, so she'd have to drop us off at LAX like at 3.30. And so she's like, uh-uh, that's, that's too early. I have to go to work. And I'm like, yeah, but look, man, you go to bed at a reasonable time, you wake up at 2.30, you drop us off by 3.30, you're back in bed by 4.30, and you get to sleep for another two and a half, three hours, and then go to work by eight. I was like, what's the big deal? And he just made uh, $200. And then picking us up, of course, uh, I think we're, we'd be getting home like at eight in the morning. So no traffic either way. It's not like you got to battle that shit. I go, this will be easy. No, I don't want to do that. I was like, I can't believe this. First of all, you're my wife and the mother of our child. You should already be taking us to the airport. That should be a given. I go, and then I'm going to offer you money for your lens and you're refusing. Yeah, uh, that's just too, it's too early. I was like, I don't believe this shit. She's like, why don't you just, you just drive your truck and pay, uh, pay to park it there. I'm like, hmm. I don't like that idea. So I'm looking it up and it's like, look, man, people get their fucking catalytic converters stolen. Uh, they get all these other, this other shit. They get their trucks broken. It's blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm not comfortable with that. I was like, look, I'd rather pay you instead of the Uber. And then, you know, here it comes closer to the date. Like, fine, I'll take you. I'm like, oh, wow. Gee. <laughs> fucking bullshit. I had to convince you for so long. Anyway, so she dropped us off. And um, anyway, we, we land there. We went to Midway Airport, not O'Hare. Uh, apparently, Midway is a lot less chaotic, which it seemed like it was. It didn't seem too bad at all. And so from the airport, now we got to get to our room. And I'm, we're staying in a, uh, in a building close to, what the hell was that shit called? The Willis Tower, what used to be called the Sears Tower. We were literally like a block from that building. So just to give you an idea, if you're, if you're aware of Chicago. So from the uh, airport to the room, it was going to be like 50 something dollars to take a Lyft or an Uber. <laughs> or from the airport, you can hop on the L train, elevated train. We would both get there like 20 minutes later than we would taking a car for $6 total. Uh, and I was like, yep, we're in. $6, save 50 bucks. Fuck yeah. Plus, you get to kind of look at the city, you know? It's more intimate feel, I would imagine, being on the train. Plus, I've never traveled by train before, so this is all wins for me. So we get on the train, the daughter and I. We take a, it goes like one stop, the doors open, and in walks this younger black fella. Now look, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Then why bring it up, James? Well, I mean, I don't know what to expect being in this place. I don't know what's happening. The only thing I know is we are tourists, obviously. We got our bags with us and uh, we're coming from the airport. So it looks like we're prime targets for whatever's going to happen. And this guy happens to sit in a place that was rather unusual to me. He sat behind me um, where like uh, an engineer guy would sit. It was kind of weird. I'm like, what the fuck's he doing back there? So that's what tripped me out. There's a little seat back there. So I'm kind of like, all right, I don't like anyone. Like, I'm all the way against the fucking train, you know, thinking nobody would sit behind me. And this guy sits in this one weird location. So it just kind of like made my antenna stand up like, uh-oh, be aware of what's happening here. <laughs> and then the next stop, he gets right off. I'm like, ah, oh, 
Now I feel like a dick. You should, James. That's racist. Ah, I don't care what color he was. I'm like, you know, just the fact that he sat right behind me. Yeah, right, James. If he was a white fella, you wouldn't have been alarmed. Yeah, I would have. It was just kind of weird. Like, why are you sitting back there? But I guess he was just, he was just shy and wanted to be all by himself. But, uh. So one of the things I learned about Chicago right away is there's a fuckload of graffiti everywhere. I mean, I didn't think about that, but I just noticed it right away. Like, oh, wow, that's all over the place. But the thing about it is it's really well done. (laughs) It looks really nice. So it's not just like a bunch of fucktards just like putting like their name or their, their neighborhood. It's like it's legit artistic pieces. It's like, oh, wow. Some of it is extremely impressive. And so I did appreciate that. So anyway... We get to our room, and it's about, uh, it's like 12.30 at this point, and check-ins at 3. And so I walk in there, and look, this has never been a problem any other place I've been to. It's always the same. Hey, how you doing? And we're just got into town. I know check-ins not till this time, but do you have anything early? Oh, yeah, no problem. Let's see if I have a room available. Oh, yes, there's a room, so you can take that one. That's how it always works. This fucking guy. I walk in, and uh, it's kind of a nice joint. And I tell him my little spiel, and he goes, that'll be $88. I was like, what? It's $88 for an early check-in fee. I'm like, oh, forget it then. Well, sir, we will gladly hold your bags free of charge. Oh, you will? Oh, thanks. That's so generous of you. <laughs> and so I go, all right, well, do you got a bathroom close by so we can change into our, uh, into our, our um, rain gear? And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. He gives us our fucking card to get in the bathroom. Our, uh, our high-end bathrooms. So, yeah, it was fucking cold. So uh, we, we put in our gear. And now we're off to explore the city. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like a little drizzly, sprinkly. It never really downpoured the whole weekend. So it wasn't that bad, although it was fucking cold. It was no joke. That It was cold. But we were layered up, man, and it was, like, I was totally fine. The only thing is sometimes... Walking around the streets, like they would get windy, and uh, I didn't have any. Like I just had like my hat, and I had a hoodie. But your face would just get. It's like it's burned by the wind, you know. It starts to get raw a little bit, just dried out. It's like fucking a dude, and it was like in the forties. It's like I could imagine if it was negative forty, like it gets sometimes. How do people live out here? And I did speak to some of the locals, and they're like, "Yeah, man, life just keeps going." Could not imagine. Dude, I get fucking freezing in California when it gets into the 50s. I couldn't imagine being negative 50 in Chicago. No, thank you. So anyway, that first day we saw the bean. So that was pretty cool. I didn't know that it was... Uh, I didn't know that the inside was kind of like hollow. It looks There's some pretty cool visuals when you go in there. Uh, yeah, so it's a Millennium Park. It's actually called Cloudgate. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, we had lunch. We walked. We walked towards this pier. We took a fucking boat cruise in the Chicago River and then into uh, Lake Michigan. Pretty awesome, man. But again, like a little rainy, cloudy. Uh, it just made it a different experience. So would I have preferred it not raining? Of course, but it was still different and cool. Ah, uh, what else? Yeah, and then we went to this uh, blues club called Buddy Guys Legends. And uh, watch this old black fella. Dude, he was badass. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. That was the first day. And then the next day was all about base, all about baseball. So it was already looking like... Uh, so I had tickets to Friday's game. We got there on Thursday. There was a game on Friday and a game on Saturday and a game on Sunday. But we were coming home Sunday, so Sunday's out of the question. 
So on Friday, it, they were saying, uh, oh, it looks like it's going to rain all day tomorrow. I'm like, fucking A, dude. And I already had, uh, so I have tickets to the game and I got stadium tour tickets before the game. So that's already locked in. And the, the stadium tour is rain or shine, it says. But the game could be postponed. And so uh, Friday morning, we wake up. And uh, I'm still a little confused on how the this transportation thing works because we go to the wrong fucking place. And I go to the train. And I go, this goes to Wrigley Field, huh? And the guy goes, nope, nope, you're in the wrong place. I'm like, oh, fuck. He's like, yeah, you got to go about two blocks that way and, and catch that train. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, no. We're, and we're cutting it close. And like we're running because uh, we got to make this time. You know? <laughs> and it's like the meetup time is, uh, what the hell time was it? I think it was like 9 o'clock. And so we're cutting it close. And then we're on the train. And I'm, like, I'm looking while the train's going, going from stop to stop. I'm like, oh, my God. It says we're going to get there like right on time. I'm like, oh, shit. And then uh, there's this there's this older black dude with all this Cubs gear on, and this and this, uh, this other lady too. She's got a bunch of gear on, and you can tell they work there. And uh, she goes, "Man, I hope this fucking game ain't getting rained out today." And he goes, "No, no, no, it ain't getting rained out. I would have got an email about it. Yeah, but it it don't look good out there. I think it's gonna get rained out." He goes, "No, I think it. We, they would emailed us. It's gonna go on just fine. You'll see." And she's like, "Nah, man. I hope I didn't get up and come up here for nothing. Shit." He goes, well, you're still going to get paid for four hours. Yeah, I know that, but it's a big fucking hassle coming up here. Shit, I could have stayed home. <laughs> and I'm listening to this. I'm like, man, I really hope it doesn't get rained out. So our train makes a stop. And then I tell the, the black dude, I'm like, I, I think I'm just going to follow you. Uh, you seem like you know where you're going. This is our first time. He's like, oh, yeah, this is the way. And he gets into this elevator. And we get in with him. And he fucking he, he presses the button he goes you know uh, a while back i got stuck in this elevator for three hours i'm like oh shit and he goes i swore i'd never take it again well here i am i was like oh please don't get stuck well we didn't so uh, we get out he's like yeah you go right over there and you make a right and you, and you go to that entrance for that tour man and he's like good have a good day so we we uh are hustling pretty good we make it like right at nine o'clock and there's a line outside for the tour i'm like yes we made it and i look up at this digital fucking announcement thing and he goes today's game postponed uh, rained out i'm like oh shit and he goes postponed till tomorrow double header and i was like oh fuck what i didn't mention is i already previously bought tickets for saturday's game anticipating the friday's game would get rained out because i had a feeling it would and everyone on tv was saying it would and and uh yeah it didn't look good so now i got tickets to a double header and i'm like oh fuck that's great uh, and but we still took the tour. I mean, we're still there. We can't reschedule the tour. So uh, I got to tell you, man, this tour of Wrigley Field was fucking incredible. I highly recommend it. The guide we had was really amazing, and it's just pretty fascinating to be in such an old place with so much history. It's a uh, it was pretty badass. And oh oh, we got to see Kershaw working out there in the rain, running around and shit, and throwing long toss. And uh, what else? Oh, and then there was some Cubs pitchers out there messing around too and then <laughs> we're out in the outfield they call them the the bleacher bums because they used to hang out outside the stadium and first come first serve so they would just like hang out for hours on the street and they would just call them the bleacher bum hey you bums like how, how can they be hanging out here for hours during the day don't they work and so they go inside the stadium and then they start playing drunken games where they run across the wall from one end to the other and whoever got the beer in the center got to chug it and so <laughs> and so he was telling us about all this stuff like the 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 things they had to do to detour all that shit from happening. Oh, and then he also said that a lot of times these drunkards would fall off the wall and hit the warning track and get all fucked up because I didn't know if you know this. 
Did you know the warning track in baseball is, is comprised of crushed brick? Did you know that? I sure didn't know that. Uh, so anyway, he's going on and on. And then one of the Cubs pitchers is walking into uh, walking off the field. And this lady's like putting her hand out. And he throws the ball. And she totally misses it and it rolls down. And this Dodger fan picks it up. And for some reason, he throws it back at me. And I catch it. And the lady looks all defeated. And she's like, oh, that was my ball from some hotshot Cubs pitcher. And I go, hey there. And she looks at me and I go, here you go. And I toss it to her. And I was like, I felt like saying, all right there, lady. The Dodger fan just gave you the ball. So I uh, hope that changed your attitude. James, why do you feel like she has negative feelings toward Dodger fans? I don't know. I feel like they all do. <laughs> Who knows? So after the tour, it's like our whole day got opened up because we had, we're going to the game. So now it's like we got an extra day to do whatever. So uh, we went to this, because it started to rain, rain more, I was like, well, let's just go to a museum and walk around for a couple hours. And so we went to this one, I forget what museum, it was the one with the lions in front of it. Um, and the daughter was like not having it. She was like, I don't like being in here because it feels like I'm back in school. I'm like, <laughs> all right, too much learning, huh? And then later on that night, we went to uh, the John Hancock building for Chicago 360. Now, this is where you get to go up to like the 94th floor. And uh, the whole floor, you can walk, you can look out the window at the view of the whole city. And it's pretty amazing. And the guy downstairs goes like, oh, yeah, there's a bar up there, you know, and there's no time limit. And you can hang out up there as long as you want. I'm like, oh, nice. And the place that's close to our building that we stayed is called the Willis Tower, the Sears Tower. I've heard that one is, uh, it's higher, but you only have a certain amount of time, then you got to get the fuck out. So I'm like, eh, I'd rather just like hang out there and have some drinks and enjoy myself. So we go up there. And the fucking bar is being remodeled, so it's basically the, this one little stand with a couple refrigerators. <laughs> That's the bar. And like he has one gun with the soda and the water in it. So I walk up to this bar in uh, bunny ears, and the guy's like, some black dude, he's like, yeah, what you want? Totally unprofessional. I was like, dude, fuck this guy. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I'll take a beer. And then she's like trying to decide. I go, oh, look, they got Gatorade. They got, uh, they got juices. They got some uh, soda. And she's like, what are your other drink options? And he's like, oh, uh, we got some uh, we got some lemonade. And she's like, oh, um, he's like, yeah, they're different flavors. Oh, what flavors are they? Yeah, we got cherry. We got uh, mixed berry. We got this. She's like, I'll take mixed berry. He's like, all right. So he, he opens my beer, opens her drink. He puts them down. And he's like, that'd be $22. I'm like, $22? I go, uh, and I looked at the menu. The beer was $6. I go, I go, how much is the beer? He goes, $6. I'm like, how much is her drink? 16 I'm like 16 and I look more closely at this drink and it's got fucking booze in it. It's got 9% alcohol. And I go, oh, I'm like, that's got alcohol in it. He goes, yeah. I go, well, she's underage. And he's like, okay. I'm like, well, she can't have that. And he goes, well, you saw me get the drink out the fridge. I'm like, oh yeah, I did. And he goes, well, why don't you say something then? I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, all the, he's like, all the drinks in the fridges have alcohol in them. I'm like, well, I don't know that. Like, You got my beer from that fridge back there with all the other beer in it. And then you pulled her drink out of this fridge up here. I go, I don't know what, what this stuff is. I thought it was just fruity drinks, carbonated, whatever. And he goes, no, man, it's got alcohol in it. And I go, all right. And I'm, he's like, talking like it's my fault. Like, I'm the one that fucking served an underage person booze, right? And I'm like, fuck this guy, right? <laughs> and he's like, he's like I, I got to call the manager for refunds. I, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, all right. Here comes this white guy over, right? And then he kind of like looks at the dude and sighs like, oh. Put on your work vest. And I right then I'm like, all right, this guy is a constant problem. And he's like, I'll take care of it. And he <laughs> and he did. So then we walked away and like, you know, my daughter's like, what the heck? And she's like, oh my God. 
he was going to give me booze. And, this, and she's like kind of excited about it. So we're hanging out up there. We watch the sun setting and it's pretty beautiful. It's a really nice, beautiful city. And uh, oh, there was this chick up there, though. You know, I think I might have enjoyed watching this more than The View. This fucking chick. She went up to this guy and she's like, excuse me, will you take a picture of me, please? And he's like, yeah, 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 sure. And she's doing all the stupid bullshit Instagram poses, like all of them. And he's just taking pictures and taking more and taking more. And then he makes the mistake. He goes, how are those? Are those okay? And then she's looking through. Oh, let's, can we redo some of these? Yeah, let's redo them. And then my, my daughter and I are like, oh my God. Like, we could not look away at this fucking chick. So full of herself. And like the dumb, ah, seeing them on Instagram is one thing, but seeing the people posing for the fucking photos is hilarious. <laughs> ah, so anyway. Later on that night, we were, uh, we headed back towards our room. We hit this we hit this restaurant slash bar place to eat, and uh, yeah, dude, the same kind of shit happens. The guy comes up, he's like, "Oh, I'll go, would you like to drink?" And I go, "I'll take a beer." And then my daughter again, "What are your drink options?" And he's like, "Oh, we have uh, cocktails, we have mules." And I go, "Yeah, dude, she's underage." And he goes, "Oh, you know, I thought so." I'm thinking, "Then why the fuck are you asking her if she wants booze? What is happening in Chicago?" No one seems to give a fuck. What, if this guy thought she was underage? Did he think that, that she's my girlfriend? That's what I was kind of thinking. Uh, is it weird for, a, for a, a father-daughter combination to be out on, on the town? On a trip somewhere? Did he think I was like some kind of fucking pedophile and like trying to booze up my underage girlfriend? He's, he's going to turn his head the other way or something? Like, what's going on? It's fucking weird. She still got the pigtails in. I, I don't get it, dude. I don't know. <sighs> uh, so. <laughs> anyway, next day is, is the doubleheader. We get to the game. We got pretty good fucking seats. We even got on TV. There was these people being interviewed, and I was behind there making some silly, goofy-ass faces, which was kind of funny. Uh, the daughter's still, like, too cool. Like, yeah, what are you doing? Don't be doing that. Trying to be all, like, <laughs> so dumb. Uh, but, dude, the first game was during the day and the wind factor man it made it so fucking cold we were in the shade underneath the underneath the overhang um kind of behind home plate but in the second level or the second row back or section sorry um really good seats but it got pretty cold so after the first game ended daughter's one by the way we head to uh to target like down the street because everything is a walking distance and we picked up a blanket for the second game which is a lifesaver and then we had like a four-hour break between, between both games. So uh, on the tour, I saw an Irish pub like literally right outside the stadium across the street. And uh, I told myself, you know what? I'm going to go to that place. And we did. We headed into the fucking Irish pub. And look, man, I'm not even thinking about it. The place is jam-packed. Uh, it looks like it's got, it's got it going on. I think it's called uh, Murphy's Bleachers Irish Pub. So we walk right in. I head up to one of the bars, or the fuckload of bars. I get her a soda water, what she wanted. I get a uh, Guinness and a Jameson sidecar, whatever you call it, <laughs> whatever the lingo is. Uh, because, you know, if you go to an Irish pub, you got to have those, right? And we're, we're standing off to the side, like taking in the atmosphere, looking around and stuff. And then I'm like, wait a minute. There's no kids in here. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a fucking bar. I wasn't, dude, I, I don't know why I was thinking it was like kind of like a restaurant bar, but yeah, dude, I'm standing there with my 15-year-old daughter, and I'm having some fucking drinks, and uh, no one looked at us twice. I don't know if my daughter looks older than 15, 
but no one seemed to give a shit, which was pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a great time. We went to a restaurant to get some food, like right in front of the stadium, went back for the second game. And it was way more comfortable the second game. Wasn't as cold, but the, the blanket did help. Uh, what I learned in the second game is that I absolutely love Chicago dogs. Oh, mama. I had no idea. I don't like pickles at all. But I went up to get one, and uh, the lady's like, I go, I'll take a Chicago dog. She's like, ah, we don't do those. I'm like, what do you mean? It's on the menu. And this guy goes, yeah, you got to get, it's just like a hot dog, and you got to go over there and put all those toppings on yourself. And she's like, she's like, yeah, here you go. Here's your hot dog. And I go up to the topping section, and I look at this guy next to me. I go, hey, I'm not from around here. I'm like, uh, what do you recommend? He's like, everything, man. Whatever's here, you put it on. I'm like, all right. And so I threw all the shit on there. It was loaded up, and I went back to my seat. And it was so fucking good. I had to get a second one. And I even came home from our trip like the next week. I bought all the ingredients and I made them for the family. And even the family loved them. So uh, look at that. Chicago dogs. Don't, uh, don't skimp on them. Check them out. Let's see. What next? Oh, one more thing. So towards the end of the second game, I was like, you know what? Let's go sit right up behind the, the backstop, you know, like real close. So we walked down there like we own the place. Total confidence, walking up there, right in the front, sit down. As soon as my ass hits the seat, this lady goes, oh, let, sir, let me help you find your seats. I'm like, oh my God, they're fucking on it. And then uh, I walk back to the next section, but still great seats, and I sit down and right away, oh, sir, let me help you find your seats. I'm like, God damn it. So we went back to our normal seats, which were good, but not as good as these ones were. But uh, yeah, you cannot fuck around in Wrigley Field. They are on it. There's no, <laughs> there's no seat hopping. <laughs> I've done that in other stadiums at Dodge Stadium plenty of times, but nope, not this time. Not today. Uh, yeah. After the game was over, we uh, walked back to the L train, like literally fucking right down the street. It's right there. While we're waiting for the train to come, I meet this guy who I previously met. These two guys. We met him like waiting for or the, on the train before the tour or sorry, after the tour, and on the train before the game. And now we're seeing them on the train after the game. So we're kind of friendly with them talking and shit, talked the whole way back. And I wound up seeing that fucking guy at the Pirates game a few days later when I got home and we're watching the game on TV. Pretty wild shit. I don't know why I added that, but uh, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It wasn't, James. Ah, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, so that was a Chicago trip. Uh, pretty exciting, I guess. Um <laughs> It's a pretty cool city. I like how you can get around on that train all over the place, and it's pretty cheap, and uh, it's pretty beautiful out there. I wasn't expecting that, but um, hmm, what do you know? And so, yeah, I do this every year. I try to get it, go to a new stadium. The reason I took the daughter this year, even though because she's not really a baseball fan, but I took the boy to Oracle Park in San Francisco a few years ago before all this COVID shit, and we had a fun adventure. We played catch in Alcatraz in the yard, uh, which is pretty amazing. So yeah, I try to try to do this kind of thing and have fun with the kids. And um, I got two kids, so I can't always take him. <laughs> That'll be fucked up, huh? So this was her trip. So next year, uh, hopefully going to uh, Fenway Park. That's that's on my list. So that's next. If I can, if they play the next year, then that's that's in the, the agenda. If not, PNC Park, the Pirates. That one's pretty cool looking. So yeah, uh, got a whole lifetime to hit all these places up. So yeah, yeah, shit. And speaking of baseball, next week, we hit our road trip to go to Cooperstown. Oh boy, I'll give you an update on that. 
right now. So you're not going to believe this shit. The wife and I, we, uh, so the boy has baseball practice uh, twice a week. We will alternate. She'll take him one day, I'll take him one day. And then he usually has games on Sunday or sometimes Saturday and Sunday, whatever. So we'll switch off so we don't get burned out. But sometimes we'll even, uh, we'll go together, we'll drop him off. He has a two-hour practice and we'll go to uh, have like a happy hour real quick and uh, watch some Dodger game at a restaurant nearby. And so we did that uh, last week. We drop him, it's a Monday. We drop him off, we go to the restaurant. We each have one drink where our food just got there, like we're just eating. And I get a phone call from the coach. I go, oh, no. <laughs> Why is he calling me? Now, practice is like an hour into it. And I answer it, and he goes, hey, uh, your boy got hit by an inside fastball on his wrist, and it's swollen, and you know he's not doing so good. I'm like, oh, fuck. No way. So we get the hell out of the restaurant. Now, we look like, we look like pieces of shit parents, right? Because we're, we're not around. <laughs> We just dumped him off and left. So we show up and uh, I go up to the field and he's crying. He's holding his wrist. I'm like, oh God. And it's discolored and it's got a bump on it. And I'm like, fucking A, it's broken, right? It's done. He's over. His his baseball career for this year is over. He's going to miss Cooperstown. It's all fucked. So uh, take him to the doctor for an x-ray and they say it's just a bruise, like a like a bad bruising. It's not a fracture or anything broken. We're like, oh God, thank God. Like, oh, he's got to wear this wrist guard for 10 days. Like, that's pretty much going to take us to when we're leaving on our road trip. So, <laughs> like, no baseball for weeks, you know, before this tournament. I'm like, God damn it. And it's been, it's been, a, it's been a week and he's totally, he's got a lot of good movement, all that stuff. And the coloration is, it's still a little bit discolored. Uh, but he has a little bit of pain left in certain times, so he's still healing. But it's like, God damn it, dude, right before this fucking big tournament, you know, this has to happen. Jesus Christ. And then that this road trip, we're driving to New York. I don't know if you remember me telling you that. So it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it was like a big, <laughs> like, what do you do? Do we still go? Like, is the whole thing, like, the whole reason to go on this trip is for this baseball thing. It's tournament, so do we just squash it? Like, what's going to happen? Is it broken? Like, it was like this weird time of fuck. Now what? And plus, like, is <laughs> we sound like dickheads, but plus, like, is he hurt? Is this going to affect him? What's what needs to be done? Is it going to be surgery? Blah blah blah. It's like ah, big fucking shit show. But uh, I guess we're going still. Like, he's <laughs> he's all right. Hopefully, he's. 100% recovered by then. He'll have time. Um, but we'll see if he's all rusty and whatever. So that's your update on that. Great news, right? And uh, speaking of a shit show, it's time for talking shit. <laughs> all right. Talking shit is a segment in which I talk about shit. <laughs> all right. So, oh, get this one. Oh, boy. I went to work the other day, and I had to take a shit in the morning, so uh, I put down the little ass gasket thing on the toilet seat, and I proceed to shit, 
And then, you know, I clean myself up and I leave, right? Everything's fine. Everything went as planned, except when I came later, when I came back to work at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm not proud of this. I went to take a piss in the urinal. And when I pulled my little pecker out, I had paper stuck on the tip of my dick. Gross, right? From that ass gasket, because I guess when I pissed, it kind of got soggy and then stuck to me. If you're a guy, I'm. this has happened to you before, right? <laughs> Am I the only one? <laughs> I sure hope not. Ladies are probably like gagging right now. So yeah, I had a little bit of paper stuck to the tip of my dick. And I decided, oh, I should probably get that off. And I'm like picking a little paper off. Uh, and then I realized, hey, maybe you shouldn't be picking at your dick while you're standing at the urinal. <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> so I quickly stopped. And I left it there until I got home. Because I don't want anyone to see me. Like, oh, what's this guy's deal? Was he got some kind of scab or something he's picking off? <laughs> what else will they think? I don't fucking know. Isn't that gross? So anyway, I couldn't wait to tell you guys all about it. Shows what's wrong with me, huh? Uh, and one more thing about talking shit. Did you know that diarrhea was the leading cause to death in the Civil War? Did you know that? I didn't know that. I guess diarrhea from whatever you get going on, and then you get dehydrated and you're dead. Death by diarrhea. Woo-wee. Think about that shit. All the people that got shot and killed. Nope, didn't, out, didn't outnumber the diarrhea people. Fucking believe that? And did you know, apparently, there was a code of honor. If you ran into a guy taking a shit from the other, the other opposing side, you don't, you don't shoot him. That's not nice. That's fucked up, right? Why would you shoot some guy taking a shit? He's like his most vulnerable. So uh, that's nice. I'm sure not all people followed that code. Could you imagine? How fucked up would it be if you shot a dude taking a shit? And like, how bad would you feel afterwards, right? Like the guy's just there squatting in the woods and you you come across him and you shoot him <laughs> oh well that's been talking shit all right well i was gonna start wrapping it up but uh i think i gotta include this one more story uh and uh, plus i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do a podcast for a long fucking time i'm not gonna be home so I, I guess I owe it to you to make this one a little bit longer. Um, so the other day, there was a fundraiser and a poker tournament thing, right, for the baseball team. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the best at being social a lot of times, especially with uh, this baseball team, because when we joined it, shortly afterward, that's when COVID hit, and it's like, everyone, stay away from each other, you know? the mask thing, and then they wound up like canceling the, the season at one point. And so it's just been, it's been weird to uh, meet these people and hang out with them and stuff, for me anyway. Anyway, so it's been years he's been on this team, and I'm, I still don't really know these people too well. So the other day, uh, he was having a game a few weeks ago, and I'm walking by to go take a piss, and one of the dads, there's a group of the dads hanging out in the, underneath this easy up. And they're drinking. And the guy goes, hey, bro, you want a beer? And I'm thinking, all right, this is my opportunity to hang out with these guys and get to know them better. So I walk up and I'm like, yes, I do. And so we're hanging out, bullshitting, having, having a good time, good conversation, laughing, blah, blah, blah. And then they wind up going like, hey, uh, we're having a poker tournament this Friday. He's like, you want in? And I was like, I don't play poker. <laughs> is that a problem? 
and they're like, well, like, why don't you just get one of those apps and uh, start practicing and you'll get the idea. And I was like, all right, well, I think I'm in. That sounds fun. But mostly I'm going to do this because I want to hang out with these guys, right? And get to know them better, especially because we're going to be seeing them in Cooperstown. And so it'd be nice if we have a more friendly composure together instead of like, oh, there's that guy that doesn't talk to nobody. I've been called uh, I've been called stuck up in the past, but it's just me being shy. They think like, oh, this guy's too good, but that's not the case, man. I'm just fucking. I'm antisocial sometimes, not because I want to be, but because I just feel awkward. But James, you do a podcast where you used to hang out with a bunch of strangers and talk to them, James. Well, yeah, I know that's a. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of an enigma, but now I mean, look, I do it by myself. So what does that tell you? <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I get the app and I'm practicing and I'm not really understanding it completely, but I got a pretty good idea about it. So I show up that night, uh, take the boy and they're out, they're up hanging out together. All like the sons are hanging out and the men are downstairs in the backyard and there's eight people playing. Now, when I first show up, there's this big like, like Hawaiian dude, right? He's like divvying up the chips and stuff and some other guy who I don't know. I, I met everyone else before, but these two guys, I don't know them. And they're, they're separating all the chips and everything and getting the whole thing ready to go. And I offer some people uh, some beer, I'm handing them out and stuff. And then I go, yeah, so uh, go easy on me tonight. This is my first time. I don't know what I'm doing. And the Hawaiian guy that's divvying up the chips goes, uh, he's this big fucking nasty looking dude. He goes, oh, he goes, uh, yeah, it's my first time too. I don't know what I'm doing. And I go, oh, really? And that wanted being a fucking lie. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, get, we get to the table. We're, uh, we're all ready to go. They pass out the cards. And the Hawaiian dude fucking starts throwing in shit aggressively, like, th- like raising up the, the, the bedding. And I'm like, this fucking guy is, was lying. Like he's full of shit. And I, it comes to find out that him and the other guy who I don't know, that's how they know these guys by playing poker. The one of the one of the fathers. I'm like, oh, so these guys are just in it to fucking win. I, I thought we were just here as as the fathers, hanging out with a friendly game. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was gonna be like serious. I want I want everyone's fucking money. That kind of shit. I thought it was just uh to hang out, but no, these two made it weird. And that's all they. And even the guy next to me goes, uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, I don't I don't come to play poker to to be social. He goes, I just come to fucking win. I'm I'm, I'm here for money, bro. I was like, oh, wow, you're fucking delightful. <laughs> I'm glad you're sitting next to me. And uh, we proceed to play. And dude, they hand out the cards. And I have, at one point, a an ace, a queen, an ace and a queen. Because they give you two cards. This is Texas Hold'em. And they, they pass out the other cards. And I'm like, all right, I'm sitting pretty good. And so they raise the bets. I raise, right? Some people are folding. They, they unveil the other cards. I don't know all the terminology, so forgive me. They flop them, whatever you call them. <laughs> and now there's like a 10. And uh, no, sorry. There's a jack and there's a king now. And there's a two. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I got a straight. And I'm very confident. And so playing this, this uh, app on my phone, like a straight, would pretty much take it most of the time unless someone has a, a higher straight, but that doesn't it hardly happens. And so I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I got this. So now the Hawaiian guy is getting real aggressive and starts putting all this money in. 
And I'm like, I can't lose this hand. I'm going to fucking win it. And uh, I'm the new guys too. Still, like they're all giving me pointers on what to do before this. Like we're like, we're like five hands into it. So we're still, we're still early on. This fucking Hawaiian guy like puts in more money. He shoves up more. It's a hundred dollar buy-in by the way. So all these chips is like, it's like a thousand dollars in chips, but it's only a hundred dollars buy-in real cash. So he goes at one point all in and I'm like, oh my God, this fucking guy. But I'm thinking like, dude, I got this. And I go, all right, all in. And then they're like, dude, everyone's getting fucking like, oh shit. Like it's heating up. We throw the cards over and I go, I got a straight. And they go, no, you don't. I'm like, what do you mean? They go, you don't got a straight. I go, look, jack, queen, king, ace, two. And they go, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, what? They go, yeah, that doesn't work that way. It has to, it has to end with the ace or start with an ace. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's supposed to be jack through ace or, you know, ace, two, three, four, five, whatever it is. I'm like, get the fuck. And then like my heart fucking sinks because I lost. <laughs> I lost the hand now. And I'm all in. All my money is gone. And I'm like thinking, that's already it just, I just fucking started playing. Uh, it probably was like maybe even the, the third or fourth hand, to be honest. It was early on. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm already out. And then this dude, uh, one of the fathers, he's really cool. He motions to the Hawaiian guy. He goes, hey, he's like, hey uh, you know, this is a friendly game. He goes, you know, why don't you give him a chance? That's like a learning, a learning opportunity. And, he, and the guy goes, there ain't no friends in poker and pulls all the fucking chips towards him. I'm like, oh my God. But I mean, I get it. I wasn't mad. I was just like, ah, oh, you fuck. Like, I get it either way. I, I, I would have been like, all right, well, we'll, we'll chalk that up to, to a learning experience, but it's not going to happen again. Right. From now on, I, I would have done that. But uh, like I said, these these two were in it to win it. They didn't give a fuck. And so <laughs> I was just sitting there. I'm like, oh, all right, well, I'm done. And so I just was like hanging out. And for the next hand, like the father, that the the guy next to me, he goes, he goes, hey, man, he goes, here. He gives me $400 in chips. I go, nah, man, I can't take that from you. And he goes, no, 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 no. He's like, hey, come on, take it. I'm like, no, nah, I can't. I can't accept that. I was like, dude, I like, you know, I lost. That's it. That's fair as fair. And uh, so I'm out. He's like, nah, man. He's like, we're just getting started. He's like, come on, man. Like, we're here to have fun. We're here. We're here to have a good time. Like, we're chilling. Come on. And he's like, take it. He's like, take it. I was like, ah, all right, I'll take it. Thank you very much. And so I'm back in the game, and uh, I'm being uh, very uh, a lot more conservative now because <laughs> I don't want to lose this guy's fucking money. I'd feel like a dick. And so uh, we're going along, and finally, I got I got this killer. I think I got two tens or something. And there's another 10 on the table. So I'm like, oh, I'm sitting good. And I put in a pretty good amount. And this other guy, he kind of like puts in more. And I kind of I raise him, but I'm not going all in. And I wind up winning. I was like, oh, fuck. So I get more money back. Anyway, long story longer, right? Next thing you know, it comes down to a showdown between me and that Hawaiian dude again. Right? And now it's like, now I got the fucking cards. I know it. I know it. I think I have a full house. But this dude starts getting aggressive again. I'm like, oh my God. And, and he's got way more money than me. But on this particular hand, everybody was getting aggressive with their betting. And then the Hawaiian guy that was getting more, like the most aggressive and putting more and more. And most people are folding and it's just down to me and him. That's it. Back to the fucking way it was. And then at this point, I'm, I'm like, dude, I have it this time. And I fucking, I'm, I'm not backing down. We show our cards. I take 
almost all of his fucking money. I have such a big, I have more money than anyone at the table. And I was so fucking ecstatic because that dude was, uh, was down all like down to like the bare minimum of chips and i'm like yeah i'm in my head i'm like fuck you man and then at and then the, the father next to me the one that gave me the chips he goes oh man he's like you got her that time and i'm like oh, it's been a it's this is a woman he's like man she she thought she had you that one but you got her this time man you got her back i'm like oh my god this ugly hawaiian dude has been a woman the whole time fucking couldn't believe it couldn't believe it um, and at one point I did say, come on, like once I lost that first hand that when, uh, when, when she took all my money, I go, come on, man, I'm on, this is a friendly game. And so I, you know, I told the wife that and she's like, wow, that could just be, that could be used for both genders. You know, when you say, come on, man, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Like, I hope I didn't, like, I was thinking like, did I offend her? And anyways, and then my boy comes out at some point to come and check and like, hey, how's it going? are you winning? How's it going? And I'm like, ah, I go, well, I think, uh, I think she's winning. And he looks at me and his eyes get big and he goes, that's a girl. And I go, shh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was, uh, I was on top of the world, everybody. I was fucking so ecstatic, dude. And like that alone was worth it to me to go that night and like even lose the money. Like, I don't give a fuck. That was enough. Like, all right. I had my revenge. But later on, this bitch took me again. She got me. And uh, I want to, you know, I didn't win. It went down to the father that was next to me that gave me the 400 bucks. I wound up giving him his money back when I won that giant fucking pot. Uh, and then it was down to him and the Hawaiian woman. <laughs> and they wound up just like squashing it. Be like, all right, you want to split, split it half and half? And they walked away. So, but yeah, man, I mean, it was uh, pretty educational, that poker night. Uh, I thought it was a friendly night, but uh, it turns out there's no friends in poker, buddy. <laughs> All right, and now it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call, I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy fancy times everybody all right i fancy that is a segment in which i talk about something that makes me happy something positive for a change something that i fancy <laughs> all right so oh boy for this fancy uh i went to a baseball game with none other than Lido. Aw, it was nice and fail and his weird friend jesus met up with us there and uh, it was a great time. It was pretty relaxing. Do you know why? Because I went to an angel game, and I don't give a shit about the angels. And they were playing the Blue Jays, and I don't give a shit about the Blue Jays. So I got to just hang out and relax and not have to worry about anything. Because I didn't give a shit either way. Right? And it was, uh, it was Star Wars night. That's why these nerds wanted to go. And they actually ha- handed out a, a Otani-san uh, bobblehead. Um, what the hell is it called? Otani Wan Kanobi. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. So we went, had a great time, and uh, I fancy all of that, especially, oh boy, there was a moment, <laughs> we were sitting out in the outfield, uh, we were like in the front row of the next section up, not the one by the, by the uh, you know, by the wall, but we were like the next section up in the front row, and, and the row in fr- section in front of us was like a little bit lower, and this guy was sitting in the, in, the, in the last row in the section in front of us. He turns around and looks at me, and, and I'm wearing a bunch of Dodger gear. Because fuck him, that's why. 
<laughs> I have my Dodger hat and a Dodger jersey on. And, uh, you know, this guy turns around and he goes, hey, he yells at me. And I, I go, what? And he goes, you don't belong here, man. And I go, what are you talking about? And he's like, you don't belong here wearing that shit. He's, and I go, and I look at him and he's wearing a fucking beanie and he's got like a soccer jersey on. And I go, what are you talking about? I go, you don't belong here either. Like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, you're not even wearing baseball shit, man. You don't even have the angels gear on. And I go, so I belong here more than you do. I'm wearing baseball stuff. Nah, shit. They, the soccer game's tomorrow, man. I go, he's like, you, you need to leave. I'm like, nah, well, you come with me and this and that. And then he's going on and on. And we're yelling back and forth at one point, like yelling at the top of our lungs. And he's this Mexican guy. I wind up calling him Cheech because he looks like fucking Cheech from uh, Cheech and Chong. He's got the beanie on. He's got a mustache. He's little. <laughs> he's Mexican. And uh, he goes, uh, he goes, hey, he goes, get the fuck out of here, man. I'm like, oh, you too. And at one point, and Lito lost his shit. And I don't even know where this came from. I, I, <laughs> at the height of the yelling, and I mean like top of your lungs, back and forth yelling, all these white people are turning around, all scared and concerned. They think something's about to happen. <laughs> they look all nervous. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. But when he's yelling at me, I go, hey, I'm going to be in your dreams tonight, I say. <laughs> and he starts fucking laughing, and then I start laughing. And then, you know, he like stands up and we fucking cheers and all that. And then later on, dude, we wound up getting a photo with him. He stood on the top of the seat. And he was a little guy. He stood on the top of the seat. and He's drunk as fuck. Oh, and he was smoking too. Uh. <laughs> and uh, we got a photo with him. It was so goddamn funny. Like it made the night that much more special. So just like a great time, like super fun. Uh, the Angels wind up losing. <laughs> Uh, but really fun night. Uh, that fucking Cheech guy made it that much more enjoyable. So yeah, all that stuff, man. I fancy that. And uh, next in the fancies, uh, I took the boy to a Dodger game. Mm-hmm. The real baseball team, not that other one, that red bullshit one. This is the good one. And we went to a game, and uh, the tickets were not that expensive. We sat in the front row of... I always forget the name of this fucking section. It's the one where all the animals sit. It's like the most populated one. <laughs> uh, what do I always forget what it's called? Reserve. Reserve level. So, uh, yeah, it's the second one. Anyway, it's they're really good seats if you're in the front row of reserve, right, right behind home plate. So that's where we sat. And that night happened to be uh, Urias Bobblehead. Julio Urias Bobblehead. Cool fucking bobblehead. And uh, anyway... We watched the game. It was great. It was cool. Great experience, like always. Have fun with the boy. Um, but what I fancy besides that is the next day, I put the fucking bobblehead up for sale. And I put it up for 70 bucks, right? I was like, yeah, right. No one's going to fucking pay that. And this dude hits me up. And he's like, hey, uh, I'll give you 70 bucks for that bobblehead. If I can pick it up today. I'm like, yeah, you got it. And he comes and he gives me 70 fucking dollars for the bobblehead. And I was like, all right, dude, the next day sold this fucking thing for a great, great amount of money. It's like I went to the game for free. Well, it's actually like I went to the game for free and got a beer for free, pretty much. Can't beat that shit, right? Fuck no. And he's like, yeah, man, he goes, we actually went to the game yesterday, but uh, we got there late and my mom really wanted a Urias uh, bobblehead and she was so heartbroken like the whole game because we didn't make it in time. They, they were uh, they were out by the time we got there. I'm like, ah, that's fucked up. Well, thanks for the 70 bucks and uh, be on your way. 
Uh, so yeah, dude, beautiful. I keep one, I sell one. Everybody wins. And all that stuff. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. All right. The fuck you is the opposite of I fancy that. You thought I was going to end on a positive note. You fool. That's where I get to be negative again. Aww. That's sad. Okay, so something that makes me angry. Oh, here we go. I got two of them for you. First one. Man, it seems like my whole life revolves around baseball, huh? So this, I'm at a baseball game for my son. It's early as fuck. These are the annoying ones. Like, hey, he's got a tournament, and uh, he's, he starts his first game at 8 o'clock. You got to be there at 7, which means we got to wake up at 5 something, you know, in travel time. It's like a big pain in the ass. It's like, it's my day off, dude. It's like I'm waking up the same time I do every other fucking day. So anyway, that's one. Then it's cold as shit at this time. This was like months ago. It was cold. Cold. And uh, I got my freaking waterproof hiking shoes on. I got my military socks on. I got my uh, fancy uh, fleece-lined pants. I'm cold. And it's still cold. And here's this fucking guy from the other team. He shows up wearing a t-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. Sitting in a chair with his legs crossed. No big deal. I'm like, you motherfucker. Oh, oh and, I, and I got a Sherpa-lined hoodie on. <laughs> I might have issues. I think I have a problem where I'm always cold. I don't know, dude. But this guy couldn't believe it. Couldn't, couldn't believe it. I feel like such a bitch. So fuck me. That's what I'm getting to. I'm fucking annoyed with myself. I'm always cold. It's not a fun life. Always cold. I wish I could be this California asshole. Like, I'm born and raised in California. Why can't I walk around in shorts and flip-flops? comfortably jesus christ what a fucking pussy i am all right that's one next one. Oh, i want to say fuck you to people that offer to take photos for you right you're taking yourself a selfie with your friend or your loved one or whoever and someone goes hey would you like me to take a photo for you right I'm like all right there you go sure uh really i don't i kind of don't want to but if it's something where it's like a something big in the background then it helps right so we're at uh, Wrigley Field, me and the daughter, and I'm taking a picture of the marquee right behind us, Dodgers, Cubs, right? And uh, we're getting a good, getting some good shots in. And this black dude comes up. He goes, hey, man, you want me to take a photo of you guys? I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. I kind of didn't want to, but I was nervous. I was nervous about what he'd say if I said no. Oh, my God, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he takes photos of us. I'm like, oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Hey, uh... How about, a, how about a tip for that? It's like, you motherfucker, this is all a ploy. I was scammed. I was bamboozled. So uh, I give him like a buck just so he can get away from me. And I'm looking at the photos and the fucking guy cuts off the marquee. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? The same shit happened when we were on the Wrigley Stadium tour. We're down on the field and I'm taking a photo again of me and the daughter, uh, selfie style. And this guy goes, hey, bro, you want me to get a photo of you guys? I'm like, yeah. He doesn't include the scoreboard in the background. It's just me, her, and some green grass. You can't even tell where the fuck we are. Like, what is, what is the deal with you? What is the deal? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It, it. it blows my mind how you just don't think about it. Hey, maybe I should include that famous thing that they're here to see. <laughs> instead of just them fucking dumb so yeah to you to you uh, amateur photographers well i mean it's not just that i mean just dumb don't don't offer your services if you're incompetent all right 
that sounds like maybe that should be across the board in life for anything and everything. And also, I fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks for listening to the ramblings of a madman. I hope I got to fill your dreadful life with just a touch of joy and happiness. <laughs> but as for me, I'm going to be on vacation soon. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to be hitting the road, exploring the country with the spirit of adventure. All right. And as always, I'll leave you with the same fantastic advice, and that's simply stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. Thank you.